KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. My name is Matt Leon. Time to take our weekly look at the economy. An awful lot of news to talk about. Almost all of it bad. Let's dig into it as we check in with Associate Professor of Practice at the Villanova School of Business, David Fiorenzo. We touch on a lot of interesting stuff. Check it out. Let's start with GDP, dropped at an annualized rate of 32.9% in the second quarter. That is truly a stunning number. What did you think when you saw it? Well, I was looking for a number around 25%. So I wasn't being realistic. The Bureau of Economic Analysis is more realistic than I am. And they're they're showing an annualized rate of of just a little bit uh, shy of 33%. And that's that's probably when the revisions come in, I'm not sure if it'll be changing too much. That's probably the way the second quarter uh, rolled this year. And for context, this is like triple as bad as anything we've seen in our lifetimes, correct? That's correct. Even the recession of 2008-9, even the recession of 1982, uh, I think you have to go back to the Eisenhower administration and then even the Great Depression back in 1929 to see figures like this. The annualized rate, I've heard some people point to that uh, looking for context. Explain to the listeners what that means with regards to GDP. Sure. I was just talking to a few people yesterday about this. And an annualized rate is you're looking at it over what it could be over a 12-month period of time. So the number could be a little bit inflated. However, when you're speaking of a negative number of 32.9%, we're just splitting hairs here. If we didn't annualize it and just said, okay, our our second quarter is not annualized at 329 you're still going to have a really hefty number between a negative 25 and negative 30. Unemployment, more bad news there. Another 1.43 million uh, first-time claims, and uh, it's a slight increase over last week. But boy, there really seems to be no end in sight with this, does there? Uh, now, there again, I'm surprised, Matt, because it's the 19th straight week where we've been above 1 million claims, and that's not a good sign to have that. We're approaching a half a year of claims being above a million per week. Uh, As soon as we seem to open up a certain section, another section closes down. As soon as we seem to to get a little bit of momentum, it starts to pull back. The federal unemployment boost, that extra 600 bucks a week has run out, and the Senate isn't going to do anything this weekend. This has a chance to really get really bad really quickly, doesn't it? It does. It really does, because people are going to be looking at tomorrow, August 1st, not just mortgage payments, but rent, car payments, maybe credit card payments, and whatever else they have to pay upcoming this next week, utilities, maybe even tuition payments coming up. So there's a lot of payments that that are going to have to be made uh, in the next couple of weeks, and and that's where it's going to tell the test of whether the people who work paycheck to paycheck or live paycheck to paycheck, can they survive this pandemic? Yeah, and I mean, when you consider... How much of the economy has been kind of boosted on federal spending between the extra $600, those stimulus payments? It's amazing when you think of all the numbers we've talked about. But if if Congress doesn't do something on a big scale again, it's amazing to think that we may not have even seen the worst of this economic crisis yet. 
Right. I, I think the crisis would be a lot worse if our Fed chairperson, Jerome Powell, didn't step in. Um, this past week, they bought an additional $120 billion of Treasury and mortgage-backed bonds uh, to encourage borrowing and spending, um, which is fine. But I think what's happening is it's encouraging people to save because the personal savings of people has really increased from the first quarter to the second quarter, even though mortgage rates are below 3%. So I find it hard to believe, even though we've talked, we talk about this, that we're not going to see another big financial package from the federal government. Uh, it seems like there's agreement on those direct payments. It really does seem like the sticking point or one of the sticking points is how much extra unemployment to to offer. When it's all said and done, what do you think we're going to see? Number one, you think they're going to they're going to put another CARES Act or whatever they call on the table eventually? I think they will put something. It's going to be a lot less money. But what's always interesting to me is um, the fact that they're saying, well, maybe not 600 a week extra. Let's say if they do decrease it down to 100 or 200 and they are trying to motivate you to go back to work, if your employer doesn't call you back to work, then how can you be motivated to go back to work? If uh, So it's, it's a, it's a catch 22 situation. We want to take people off unemployment, but we don't want them to have any income coming in. We want employers to, to bring them back to work, which means if the employers aren't bringing them back to work, then that means people are going to have to be retrained in other industries. What are you seeing on the consumer confidence front? Well, it's down very low, although I think there's a little bit of a shining light there uh, with June home sales, existing home sales, and people going into, in, into first-time home buyers is really up, and that's a good thing because the mortgage rates are below 3%. And the fact that people are saying, well, we used to spend money at rent. If we could take a look to see with the mortgage rates being so low, we only need to put 10% down. Uh, will our payments be about the same and try to build equity? So I'm seeing a, lots of movement in that area, which I think is good. So what are you hearing people that follow these things, project these things as to when they think big picture, things will be back to as close to normal uh, as we're used to? Because I saw one one thing on Twitter that people were starting to say now, mid-2022. Oh, wow. Yes, I've seen some of that, too. I'm glad you brought that up. So you're gonna, we're going to get different opinions from different people. Uh, a lot of the people I'm talking to, either economists, financial people, or people in, in real estate, are looking towards the virus as their answer. Uh, as the way to build consumer confidence back up. And again, I'm not a doctor, so I'm not sure if that's good, bad, or indifferent. I have to see what comes out of it. I will say this, the stock market, even though it's a little rocky and every day is an adventure with the stock market, it does show signs of gains in various industries, such as tech um, and other industries, pharmaceuticals. So there are some hopeful signs, but it all points back to the virus and I said last week, this year's 25%. I did say next year would be 50% that we're going to be at. I think I'm going to have to pull back on that number, Matt. One of the interesting things, and, and if you could kind of explain this, we are in the middle of a health crisis. But one of the amazing things I see is that a lot of healthcare industries aren't doing well. Is that because they have to be so focused on COVID and they can't do the elective surgeries where the money is? There's a couple things going on in the, in the healthcare industries. Um, people are being more cautious, 
so they're not venturing out as much for their regular lab work possibly and that and other things such as maybe uh colonoscopies and other things because they're probably still under the impression that they're not supposed to go to the doctors let's say now last week i went to the eye doctor and it was it was very sparse. The parking lot was very sparse at the medical center. Uh, there weren't many people in the hospital, and I think it's a lot. A lot of it is that people are waiting to see whether they want to go out. Some of this is age groups too. Maybe older people above sixty are a little more concerned about going out, especially in a in a situation where uh, there's a hospital, let's say, or a healthcare center. They're concerned about maybe getting infected. And we've kind of touched on this a couple times, but it goes back to the the next federal relief package whenever it comes, assuming it does. Uh, City and states, their budgets are still hurting. If they don't get help, that could be a whole other wave of problems, no? That could be. Uh, I know most of the counties in Pennsylvania still have COVID money that was released to them through the federal and, and state governments that were supposed to be filtered out to local municipalities, boroughs, townships. They're actually holding off on that. This past week, a couple of counties made some announcements that the revenues aren't coming in. They've asked department heads to, to make cuts of anywhere between zero to 10%, let's say, and have no increases for next year in their budgets, besides holding on to that pandemic money. So most municipalities are waiting to see what's going to happen. Are we going to get that relief that did get filtered down from the federal government, uh, but the states and counties are holding on to that money because one reason is they, they need some of those funds as well. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Matt Leon, and we'll have another episode out soon.